This is a West Coast Project podcast for Better Call Saul on West Coast Project. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello again. Hey, we're here for 504-51. 51 stands for Walt's birthday. Uh, so at this point, we've known Walt for about a year, right? Wasn't it the very beginning of uh, when we first saw the whole series was on his close to his 50th birthday? Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we see Walt here parting ways with an old friend, Kelly, the Aztec. Uh, he's at the auto shop, the body shop, I guess. The Aztec's been rebuilt again, had all the deer guts cleaned out of it. The windshield's all fixed up. Paint has been redone. But Walt wants to dump the Aztec for $50. Yeah, the guy said you can get another 200000 out of it. but And he kind of looks in it for a second and... You know, has get he gets his Heisenberg hat out, and then uh, yeah, he lets it go. I think it was kind of a transition. I think Walt was a little shocked. This guy Benny likes the Aztec. He actually, Benny's complimenting the Aztec how it's a solid built car, and I don't know what he really liked about it. But Walt kind of that kind of flipped a light switch for Walt. Like, okay, you want to buy it? And he Walt bargains his own self down to fifty dollars. Uh, that was pretty funny. Could have been a 51. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Walt buys a new 300, a new Chrysler 300. Um, I guess he has to go back later for Junior's Challenger. That was a little bit of tr- hint of trouble, I think, coming their way. Um, why, did, why did he buy the 300 and then go back for the Challenger? Did you catch that on the first viewing, on your first time through? I did. If you watch it, um, you know, he rolls up and, you know, you hear um, Walt Jr.'s got still got that PT Cruiser. And then it, Walt goes and gets himself a cool car. And you look at Walt Jr. like, oh, okay. And, you know, Walt just felt probably like, yeah, you probably deserve the car I was originally going to give you since I went and got myself one. Yeah, I'm having an ice cream cone. I guess you should have one, too, huh? Right, yeah, and the scene is so cool where they both pull up in those cars and that, that bonfire song by Knife Party is playing, uh, and they have that genius cinematography where they they span across each car, you know, and then come back to the middle. Yeah, it's like blinking your eyes back and forth. Right. It's pretty cool. Uh, we're going to meet more of Lydia now in this episode, uh, Kelly. We I'm, I just want to call you Skylar now. I don't know why. <laughs> Kelly, but we're going to see Lydia wearing two different shoes. She's she's stressed out, this woman. Um, she's at her Houston Madrigal office, and um, she gets a call from Mike warning her that she's about to be inspected by a by a team. And Hank shows up with Gomi and his uh, DEA crew in the, into the Houston warehouse. Yeah, and it's funny, but at this point in filming, Vince Gilligan had never even met her before, but... She plays a really good, stressed-out woman character. Like, Skylar has a different way about her, where Lydia's kind of like that high-maintenance woman and uh, chews her nails and gets all stressed out. But when you look at her shoes, Hank caught that, but, man, they look pretty much the same to me. Yeah, one of them had, like, a little bow on it. Did did Hank catch it? I didn't notice Hank catching it. Yeah, Hank caught it because he said, um, well, it's further on, but once again, Gomez isn't believing anything because he's suspecting it's Lydia. And Gomez, which should learn his lesson, that Hank's probably right. And he said, no, she's wearing two different shoes. How put together could she be? Okay, good catch. I missed that. I totally missed that on the rewatch, too. Huh. 
Yeah, Skylar's a zombie when she's stressed, and Lydia's like a hummingbird. She's like all frantic and jittery and wearing two shoes. Right. <laughs> um, but Lydia throws her foreman directly under the bus, <laughs> Ron, her foreman Ron, and I guess that was part of the plan all along. If She probably had this contingency plan that if she got raided, she would just bail out and blame other people. Uh, but this guy, Ron, turns out to be one of the guys in the two-minute slaughter that we're going to see later on in the series. Yeah, that look he gave her, and she's kind of hiding behind the barrels. Uh, so, yeah, she totally screwed him over. Yeah. Lydia tells Mike they're in trouble because of all this, and Mike tries to reassure her. But it's tough to reassure a scared hummingbird because she's not ready to be reassured. Right. She's Mike- super jittery. Mike just sends out, says, I'll send a new guy. Yeah. Uh, I guess meaning we'll see Jesse come late, later to do the pickup. But uh, Now Walt has to justify these car purchases to Skyler. Um, he helps it a little bit by giving her 20000 in cash when he does it. But um, Skyler just kind of says you're back at it. And I, at this point, Kelly, she didn't know that Walt was cooking again. Mm, I don't know. Because she says you're back at it like she was surprised he has this new cash again. Yeah, probably that's what tipped her off. But notice how the first time when he got the cars, he was all tiptoeing, and she's like, they go back tomorrow, or the one car. And now she's just like a quiet, submissive mouse. And, uh, you know, during this conversation, she says, I'm just waiting. That's all I can. Or am I getting ahead of myself? Yeah, that's okay a little bit. She, she, yeah, she's she's scheming and grasping as to what she can do because she's really beaten down at this point. Um, she's saying, I want to take the kids away. And Walt's like, boarding school? What's you know, what's Junior going to do with one year of high school left and go away to boarding school? It makes no sense. Right. Uh, but Walt wants yeah. a party. <laughs> he wants to look forward to things again, so he wants his birthday party. Um he mentions that, and then him and Junior both make her turn that bacon into the 51 number on his plate. Yeah, and you could feel the tension and how irritated she was. And it, all of this is in such contrast to when she had the party the first time. You know, this time she was barely, she didn't even want to move the bacon if they didn't pressure her to do it. Yeah, and plus she was making them eat turkey bacon back then, and now they're eating the real good stuff. and. Right. She's just a pawn in there, and well, I wouldn't say it's Junior's game, but it's certainly Walt's. Walt's getting everything he wants. Well, also, she said, "I, I the only thing I can do is wait," and he's like, "Wait for what?" And, and this scene where she says, "Wait for your cancer to come back." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal stuff. Yeah, like there's definitely a big problem going on between the two of them. That's really brutal to say. Yeah. Well, we see Hank and Gomi reviewing a chart. They have their own crime chart now with Gus on there and some people kind of radiating out around him, the Germans, the warehouse guy, uh, maybe Lydia. But they're trying to figure out who's who in this new crime scenario with, with Gus being out. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's Hank that calls Lydia Banjo-Eyes, Lady Banjo-Eyes. He does. And then he says, he looks at Gus and he says... Only half a face and dead in the ground, and he's still messing with us. <laughs> About Gus, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, but banjo eyes—that was funny too. So the new chief, or or the head chief from El Paso, uh, comes in and he asks for an update. Um, Merkert's gone now. You have to remember, Merkert's been let go. But uh, 
Hank says no one's talking, but it looks like new meth is coming out. Um, new, the new blue stuff's coming out. And so this new guy, or this El Paso guy, offers Hank the, the job that Merkert had, the ASAC job. Um, but it also means he's going to have to give up on Fring and work bigger duties and be more of a manager than a caseworker. Right, and he also is starting to notice Mike. He's, you know, Mike's on his trail now. He's saying, I think he's got something to do with it. And you know how he is about letting go of these cases. Now that he's got the answer, he still wants to go further because he hasn't found Heisenberg yet. Yeah, so so Hank wasn't using that ex- exclusively as an excuse to stay out of the El Paso danger. He really did want to catch Heisenberg. I think you made a point of saying this way back when we first had this question in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really does want to catch the guy. He really is de- dedicated as a the lawman after the one criminal. He wants to keep after him until he gets him. Right, I can totally relate to that. You know, I wouldn't want to give up either. So we see some more tents and cooks and stuff, and Walt asked Jesse if he can go home early to his party. doesn't really ask him. He just asks if he minds if he goes home early. Um and contrast this, Kelly, with season one where he was late to his party because of Bogdan because he, no, he had no power to even get out of his car wash job early. Or yeah. get off on, on, out of his car wash on time to go to his party. He was late for that first 50th party. Yeah, and this year he's really cheery. Like, hey, Jesse, it's my birthday. Yep. But you know what? Nothing's happening at the White's house. It's just <laughs> regular old... Look like... Uh, even not even homemade dinner right <laughs> but uh and walt's kind of shocked that there's no big surprise party or anything in the works there hank and marie are coming over though and on the way marie gives up the news about skylar's affair to hank didn't take much to get it out of her no it never does she's not trustworthy for gossip or information but this was walt's plan all along right yeah yeah he wants he wants a reason he wants hank to s- nod and say oh okay i get it i get why there was this other phone and he wants to sway some suspicion off of himself um and so that explains some of the suspicious actions that might have looked suspicious to hank um so junior's at the at this i guess we'll call it the party even though it's just the five of them junior's bragging about his car and uh, Walt tries to thank Hank and marie for helping him out and that's where skylar takes her swim what did you think of the swim scene I thought that this was Skylar's fuke state. Um, I think that she has just absolutely has nowhere to go. And I really thought this was really an awesome scene that they're talking to her just about normal everyday stuff. And he's recanting how he used to, she used to help him with the cancer. Yeah, he's remembering it, how, how she helped him and she was a rock solid for him. And she does not want to hear that. Right, and I gotta just mention in this pool scene, it was shot really late at night, uh, and they had to set her inside a cage with a fibrillator. And every time they had to do the scene, they had to reset her, so they'd have to come out and give her new clothes, and like mess with her hair and stuff. And uh, she said this was probably her mess, her best, but most scary scene to do. Wait, what's Wait, a, what's a fibrillator? What do you mean a fibrillator? Uh, she said that they had to put her in a cage with some type of fibrillator mask. Oh, so she could breathe. Mm-hmm. But during this time, the, all of these people, right at right when this episode was filmed, they were everybody was getting nominated for Emmys. 
um, including at a gun. She hadn't been nominated before. And uh, Aaron and Paul and Brian and Brian and Giano and a lot of people were all up for Emmys. So you think they were trying to give Sky a little bit more substance to maybe get in the running for an Emmy? I don't know because it was it really was for the year before. But Logan had said, you know, boy, if they thought she was good before, wait till they see her in this episode. Yeah, did Anna Gunn ever win an Emmy for her role in any of Breaking Bad? She did. She won twice. She won last year, and I believe it was a year before. She didn't win this year, but she won in 13 and 14. Okay, so so that was season three and four? I think it was season four and five, because they were a year before. Oh, like 5A, you mean? The first, yeah. The, yeah, first half. That's so tricky to talk about season five when it was really two seasons. Right, it is. I was really actually thinking when I number my files for our podcast, Stephen Kelly, it's like, okay, when I get to 509, is it 5.2.1 or is it 509? <laughs> and I think I'm just going to go 501 through 516, just simpler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, who cares? There's no break for us between 8 and 9. Right. But um, Skylar's in the pool. She has no choice at this point. You know, you call it a fugue, fugue state or escape or whatever. Um, but that's that's her only choice is to just make some sort of escape, and she does it by going underwater. And uh, I don't know what her plan was at that point, but she didn't look good. She looked really aged and old and pale. She looked like she had put on some extra weight. She just looked like totally defeated. She is defeated. I mean, her and Walt Jr. and and Wall are the best of pals, and she's got no say in anything. And she can't, no matter which way she goes, because she said in that scene, I can't stop cooking your books, I can't stop laundering your money, I can't do anything, I just got to wait for your cancer to come back. So I guess she just needed to escape, but they told her when she went under the water to do kind of a Mona Lisa smile, and if you watch it again, it really does look like that. Yeah, it makes it look more creepy, more eerie. Mm-hmm. All right, next thing we see Lydia at the, at the warehouse trying to work the fuse box or turn on the lights or something. She's trying to light up the warehouse to get this uh, barrel picked up by the new the new guy that Mike's sending over. And that guy happens to be Jesse. Um, she doesn't know Jesse or where he's from, but he tells her, look, lady, I just flew in from New Mexico. I got to drive 14 hours to get back home. Let's get this show on the road. And um, she finally believes it, I guess. But um, she had erased one barrel from inventory. But Lydia's playing her own little game here, Kelly, huh? No, she's not. That's what they found out later, that she was actually totally innocent. Remember, they were going to kill her, but then they found out they called Hank, and Hank's one of Hank's crew had messed up and had put something on the barrel, and he said, don't put it on the outside. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm caught up in the story believing what I'm tricked into believing then, because I thought Lydia did it, and I didn't remember that, that scene coming up later in, in this season. Oh, no. Uh-uh. But, yeah, but I can see why they would think that she was you know, part of it, but she really wasn't. That's what Mike says. He thinks she did it to uh, to make us think that they were on to her and then we would f- have to find our methylamine from another source. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for helping me helping me with that because that's what I've, I re-remembered myself is that, oh, yeah, Lydia did this on purpose because it looked like kind of a hack job. That's the genius of Vince Gilligan, really. <laughs> but it, it is a Garmin tracker. You can even see the word Garmin stamped into it and it's kind of clays clay glued onto the bottom of the barrel right so now back at the white house we see hank 
I think Hank's talking to Skylar. They're all talking together, but he, Hank says she needs psychological help. And I think Kelly, that Skylar uses the fact that Marie is wacky. The, the whole, the whole uh, fact that Marie had her own therapist, and she was suggesting. I, I think I think Skylar was playing this up to her own advantage, like help. Let me get some help and. And using this whole therapy, like she's Marie's sister, so maybe they have some sort of family trait or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought Skylar was playing into that whole Marie had a problem and now I have a problem. I think she was doing it for the kids. I think that she wanted to show how vulnerable she is and that, and that because you see Marie automatically goes into, well, hey, I'll take the kids. You know, we can watch them for a while. And of course, Walt says no. Um, but that would get the because remember she was trying to get the kids into boarding school and get the kids out of the situation. Yeah, but God, Marie's such a dope. She's such a dope. She has no idea how many different directions she's getting played. Um, <laughs> Walt doesn't like that idea, but then he catches on and just says, "Hey, was this Skyler's idea in the first place?" And she says, "Yeah." So he f- totally flips on that and gets, I don't know, Marie's just eating out of his hand. Right. Um. Skylar tells Walt and she'll do anything to keep those kids away from this mess. She knows it's not over. Even if Walt is a tough guy and he's in charge, she knows there's trouble ahead of them if Walt's back in this drug business. And she questions the great Heisenberg, the great and mighty Heisenberg, and he doesn't like it. Um, nope. That was a really intense scene where she stood up to him. Um, and this is, this is the scene where she says, oh, well, all I can do is pray and wait for the cancer to return. Because um, she says, I'm going to, I'll put bruises on my own neck or I'll punch my own eye. And Walt says, well, have you committed for being insane? And she says, well, I'll, I'll just wait for the cancer to return. That was brutal. Yeah, he's like, you want to take me on? You want to take on my, you know, you want to take my children? And she's like, I'm a coward. I don't have a plan. All I can do is just wait. Wait for what? Wait for the cancer to come back. She, she's just pretty much in a box, screwed in a corner. She can't do anything. Yeah, and we have to remember, Kelly, this is all on Walt's birthday, too. Yeah, that's true. What a Mm -hmm. birthday. Yeah. Um, So the next day, Walt's in the shower, he's shaving his head, and he cuts his head. That was hard to watch, that scene. Um, I don't know why. It probably didn't hurt very much, but it just looked gruesome. Um, And then he gets a call about the GPS device. Uh, Mike and Jesse and Walt discuss their options, and Mike thinks it was Lydia, and this Mike here thought it was Lydia, too. Uh, doing it on purpose to get out of it. Um, but they basically allow, they take a vote and they vote Mike into a half measure, Kelly. Mike wanted to do something full measure and they voted him into a half measure. Well, I think, uh, hey, uh, I don't give characters mixed up. I think Walt really knows how Lydia is a vital artery to their business and he's not so quick to just get rid of her until he knows. Plus, anything that Mike decides, uh, Heisenberg is going to have to counter anything that he has, any type of idea he comes up with. Yeah, the the whole methylamine source is a really big uh, pivot point in their whole operation, getting the right precursor methylamine for the product. And Lydia is really connected to that, so they don't want to just throw that off the table. Exactly. You know, Mike's like, well, we got to kill her. Well, she's the narc, but, you know, Walt's smarter than that. Yeah, more longer term, thinking more longer term. 
Mm-hmm. This is where Jesse gives uh, Walt the watch, too. Um, this is also another clue that things look so chir- chipper and happy and everything's on the positive upswing that it can't really be that way. It's, everything's too good. You know what's crazy about that watch is it's the same one they gave to Steve McQueen. Uh, and if you know anything about Steve McQueen, he died of an operable brain cancer himself in real life. Oh, really? Who gave him that watch? It was in a movie. I don't remember what it was, but oh. it's the one they gave him. It's a tag hero Monarco. Monaco. Uh, a tag hero Monaco. Expensive watch, yeah. Yeah, but it was like okay, Walt and Jesse are friends again, and Walt's getting along okay with Mike, and Jesse's keeping them all happy, and they're they got all this money coming in, and you know, there's things aren't that bad, things are actually kind of good. But once you start thinking that, you know that there's something about to sneak in and grab you because can't be that good. Yeah, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop in this show. So Walt uses that watch story to try to sway Skylar about how this one kid two weeks ago or two days ago, whatever, not very long ago, was trying to kill me. Now he's given me this really nice birthday present. Um, and that he came around, Jesse came around, so maybe you'll come around too. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> um, they had another cool sound effect here where the watch, Jesse or Walt falls asleep to the watch, and it's tick, 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 and the last few ticks are the slide of a gun racking a bullet. Oh, you you've got good audio. I don't I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's like the last one or two ticks before the 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 scene blacks out and fades out to close, but it's like the sliding of a gun racking a, a new bullet in the chamber. But that's it for 504. Uh our next one is f- number 5 is Dead Freight, and that's another awesome caper one, Kelly with the freight train. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, because he also says in this episode, nothing steps this train. Nothing, which was, you know, kind of a hint to dead freight. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But we'll see Lydia in that one, too. Lydia plays a hugely important role in that one that they couldn't have pulled off without her. Right. I really I really like dead freight. It was like a caper within this bigger caper of the story. Pretty cool little arc, though. So that's it for 504, and we'll be back next time for Dead Freight 505. Until then, you can catch up on our old podcasts or any other links that we have for the show, for Better Call Saul, for Kelly's Fun Facts, for our Twitter feeds. Mine is at Scathing Tweets. Kelly, what's yours? B-R-B-A underscore Fun Facts. What are your Fun Facts websites, just in case people want to jump in there right now? Sure. It's Breaking Bad Fun Facts and Better Call Saul Fun Facts on uh, Instagram, and then I have another Breaking Bad Fun Packs on Facebook. All right, Kelly, so I'll see you next time on Dead Freight. Sounds good. All right, see you then. Bye bye.